Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Overlord. Overlord is a 2018 alternate history action horror film directed by Julius Avery and written by Billy Ray and Mark L. Smith. It follows a platoon of US paratroopers who on D-Day enter a small French village to discover that there is a German laboratory hidden under the local church. There, the Germans are attempting to develop a serum that turns their troops into indestructible super soldiers, experimenting on the local populace and leaving them disfigured and horrific. So it's a very special episode today because not only do we get to head down into the dark underground of a Nazi laboratory, but we get to be led there by our friend Adam Carnavale. Welcome, Adam. Hi, how are you? Very good. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, thanks also for suggesting this movie. I was not prepared for how good a time I had with this flick. Yeah, I know. Same. I absolutely, like I knew, I, I it. this movie rings so many bells for me, so I knew I would enjoy it, <laughs> Yeah, but like... Yeah, the amount of just, I guess, like, like you, you're expecting, you know, you go into a movie sometimes and you're like, I know I'm going to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you go in and you're basically ambushed <laughs> by how much fun yeah. you have. Yeah, I agree. And like, for me, I went in thinking, oh, this is going to be like gross Nazi zombies, basically. That's, yeah. And I thought, well, that's enough of a hook that that's all you really need for a movie to do fairly well and for audiences to come mm. watch it. But instead, it was barrels of fun and a really great story. And like from the get-go, it was it was just non-stop and fun all the way through. It starts off at 11 yeah. and it does not get <laughs> up. It just... Oh. I'm, it's, it's that great trope that Adam... I'm sure this is why you loved it, because it is a war movie and Adam <laughs> loves war, as we know. Army, sorry. Uh, I do love my war. Um, Good boy. Yeah. The, the, but it does that great trope of like introducing all of these like interesting weird soldiers who are all ragtagging and Mm. every single movie there is always one from like jersey or brooklyn who's like i love baseball and chicks and playing cards anyway he's in this movie (laughs) fuck i hated him so much at the start i was like oh i hope he's the first to die but then you know (laughs) then the movie worked its magic and i fell in love with him it was Mm. fucking great that interaction he has with the with the child where uh, a delightful subversion of what tom was just saying before where where that character's always heaps into baseball or whatever when the little kid wants to play baseball and this guy's like 
like, nah, mate, you want a uh, you want a pool and fifty bucks. That's <laughs> we want. That's what we're gonna do. Come back to here when we've got a pool table and fifty bucks for me to take off you. That rule. <laughs> that was amazing. Like his character. Uh, so that's Tibbet. Yeah. And I even made like I made a little note in my show notes. I basically I just wrote John Margaret is too good at playing a dick because you like he made me so livid at the start because he was just. A prick for no real reason. Like you're in a war zone. Mm. You don't need to be an asshole as well. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it's good. They they do a lot of good like subversions of stuff like that. Mm. But like in particular, they introduce all these colorful, interesting characters. Give you like nice backstories. Like you know, you get the guy who's writing a book who then explodes <laughs> thirty seconds after giving you that information, and you're like, oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> You've got to have the simple cow folk who dies yeah. really early. There's got to be. There's got to be that post well, character. Just, they, they just, I guess that's a nice thing because it destabilizes you straight away or all of a sudden you're like, oh, none of them are safe. Yeah. None of them true. are safe. Yeah. I mean, even from the, obviously the scene starts with them on the on the plane and which that, that was almost the scariest part for me because yes. I, have a bit of a, I have a bit of a phobia with, with, with planes. Um, I had a really shit one once where it was just this extreme turbulence and I genuinely mm. thought, oh, I'm going to, this is me, how I die. Um, and so ever, ever since then, I've got an actual phobia with planes. If we hit even a little bit of turbulence, I'm clutching the armrest and having a sweat and that sort of thing. So watching that plane literally have to fly through like gunfire and bombs and explosions, uh, that was terrifying. I, I freaking hated that. <laughs> I, it, this, this is a question maybe that Adam can help me with. But watching that movie, I was assumed like, I don't know a lot about army and I don't know a lot about like ranks and how things work. But watching that movie, I always, I, I, I don't know whether it's this is actually how it is, but I realized that like paratroopers in my mind seem really competent and they're just <laughs> dudes. Like they're not specific, like, yes, they might be trained how to use a parachute, but then they don't seem overtly good at their job as they're getting out of the plane. In the novel for the novel, the Band of Brothers is based off. Um, well, Band of Brothers is based off real life, I suppose, if you want to get technical <laughs> or whatever. But the, the novel that Band of Brothers is adapted from, um, there's this great line where one of the characters is like, um, I was just going to be a regular soldier, but they said that paratroopers get paid an extra $100, so I joined <laughs> up. And that's why I became a paratrooper. Oh, God. Oh, that's all. Yeah. But it's the time period, too. Like, you've got to imagine that. These are soldiers who don't want to be soldiers. Like nowadays, in or in certain countries, you sign up to yeah. be a soldier, and mm. you're like, you're an, you're mm. elite, and you're right. trained very well. These guys probably had like two weeks of training, and then they're in a fucking airplane that's on fire. Was that one single take as well? I can't yeah. remember now. I'm trying to think because I remember it just being like visually, it's fucking incredible how they did it. Oh yeah, mm. I I've seen the the D Day airborne landings or whatever the planes flying in the sky so many times and i don't think i've ever seen it done in that like for horror mm. i don't think i've ever seen it yeah. done in that way and that rules yeah it, it was really good i actually read that um they basically they rigged up a plane onto this gimbal device and they actually tilted mm. it and then they literally blew up the front and told all the actors they had to go <sighs> through the real very real fire to, to get out oh fuck me so it's like stunt guys going through fire <laughs> yeah yeah after this oh, very man. real explosion yeah which is incredible oh that's very cool mm. all right I'll, pa- I'll pause this there on the on the talk there's so much more to talk about for overlord but adam i wanted to know uh obviously this is scaredy boys mm-hmm. have you are you a scaredy boy are you a brave boy like what's your history with horror so I would describe myself as a scaredy boy 
who is very good at adapting. Okay. So <laughs> I, I get really easily scared by uh, horror and stuff like that. And I, I, fi- I find myself feeling uncomfortable in them very often. Yeah. But I'm very good at finding tricks to stop being uncomfortable and to enjoy it. Oh my God. Lay them on us. My favorite one is in any slasher movie, if I'm ever too scared, I just start rooting for the slasher. (laughs) (laughs) That is brilliant. That's great. It's just, you just flip teams. You just switch over and then you're like, yes, get them. Fuck them up. Yeah. Yeah, Increase that that body count, bro. Those are awesome stats. Oh, that is great. I love that. Tom, I'm surprised you haven't done that. Yeah. Yeah. It depends. Like, I, I feel like I've like... Watching a Nightmare on Elm Street type movie, you you want the fun, kooky deaths. <laughs> like you want Freddy to get some kids. Yeah, very very pro Kruger. <laughs> I've never fully fully switched. Mm. No, but now, maybe you should be. I mean, it does feel in your wheelhouse, Tom, with your perchance for for, for betraying <laughs> us, basically. <laughs> hey, hey, this is no. I'm, I'm going to be. You know, that's not. A, not every week. I haven't done that for a while. I Although, to be honest, in this movie, you'd have to be going for the Nazis. So yeah, I, look. That feels questionable. <laughs> that feels questionable. Hey, there are fine people on both sides. Oh, oh, right. oh, okay. Oh. okay. No, I, no, I, I didn't do not enjoy believe that. that at all. I didn't Just enjoy to clarify, Nazis are bad. <laughs> Empirically, categorically. Taking the bold stance of saying that Nazis are no good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Controversially, yeah, <laughs> they sucked. <laughs> so, Adam, do you, do you like? Do you get that enjoyment that that people seem to get from watching horror movies? Like it, it, afterwards, are you left like, oh, that was great? I'm so glad I watched. Because, like for me, sometimes, yes, having done this show, mm. I'm like, oh, that. What, what if it's a great movie? Obviously, it's a great movie. But other times, I just feel like a bit ill afterwards, and I'm not sure I had a good time. Do you do you find that you do enjoy the rush of being scared? I definitely do enjoy the rush. Yeah, I. Uh, it's it's something. It's like I don't even know what what is like it. It's it's like painful in the moment, but then in mm. retrospect, you're like, I'm glad I did that. That sounds like going for a run to me. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're doing. You're going. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Then afterwards, you're like, Oh, that was pretty good. Got the endorphins going. It's pretty apt. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's like going for a run. It's like exercising. Destroy yeah. my body, but make me feel great <laughs> afterwards, please. Can I just jump in on this, knowing like the experience that I've had experiencing horror with you, Adam? Yeah, uh, is that I feel like you've pivoted so hard into rooting for the slasher that when you watch horror or get someone else to watch, you get you get <laughs> oh, perverse enjoyment yes. at subjecting other people to horror, whether it's in video game format, yes. TV show, uh. movie. Fuck, like I've had to watch some things that you've enjoyed watching me watch the things. <laughs> You made us rewind the end of Host. Oh, no. <laughs> that's right. That's why you moved out, Tom. Enough was enough. Yeah, that's why I've, I've moved. Uh, one about like one of the first things we did in lockdown was Adam made me play a fucking scary game, and I'm glad I moved out before the sequel got released this month. <laughs> Letting you know, you're not getting out of it. We're still playing it. <laughs> is is that another one of your tricks, Adam? That if someone oh, if, yeah. if someone else is scared, you could almost yeah. like just. Put that on there. Well, that's basically... It's the same basic principle where I flip and I start rooting for the slasher. I, I'm basically becoming... 
I am starting to root for the movie or the game to scare the person I'm with. Right. And when I start yes. taking pleasure in that, it's not scary anymore. Yeah. Or not that it's not scary. It's just like, it doesn't affect me anymore, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. then, Adam, does that make it worse than if you put a movie on and you're watching it by yourself? Because you suddenly look around and go, oh, fuck, I don't have, I don't have anyone here. Fuck. Uh, I, I guess sometimes, yeah. I don't tend to seek out scary movies on my own. Yeah, brave. Um, well, not brave, but but for us, brave. I think. <laughs> yeah, a good, a good, wise decision. Yeah. If uh, sometimes the only mechanism I have there is typically if I'm doing something scary on my own, it might be a game. And what I do is I just start psyching myself up <laughs> and I start calling myself a big, brave dog. And then I just rush in and do it. I can attest to that. I've heard I've heard that while living with you. Big Brave Dog and also another favorite of yours which I have borrowed is just singing the American national anthem. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just if you, particularly for a video game, if you've got to like walk down a scary corridor, the corridor is instantly so much less scary if you're walking down it going, "Oh, say can you see?" I don't know. <laughs> can, it, can it be any national anthem or specifically the American one? The American one feels good. Okay. The American one feels, uh, it makes you feel bold as brass, if I may use a term. <laughs> you really do have an impressive collection of tricks. I, I enjoy those. Yeah. Um, and do you remember the first horror movie you watched? Is it terrifying or were you like, oh, this is rad, I'm, I'm awesome. Am I allowed to say an episode of The Simpsons counts? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The first thing I remember being too scary for me to watch or finish is the episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns... Um, uh, where they're like uh, the X Files crossover, where oh. Mr. Burns is like an alien. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mr. Burns being all stretched out and glowing, yeah. walking out of the forest. I remember turning the TV off <laughs> and never seeing that episode until I was in my teens. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was spooked solid. That is wonderful. I like I love that it's not even a Treehouse of Horror. I just assumed it was going to be a Treehouse of Horror episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was just a normal episode. <laughs> Treehouse of Horror is funny. That was scary. Yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> oh, that is so awesome. All right, well, let's jump back to to um to Overlord. So. Mm-hmm. Did, were you scared watching Overlord? Was there any part of it that was scary for you? Not really. No. No, I was I was expecting to be spooked, but because uh, the trailer made this seem a lot scarier than it is, but the actual movie, I was largely fine. Mm. I actually the actually I kept seeing that. So I people people might know that I love Army. So what what always got me or whatever is that I don't know something scary would be happening, mm. and I'd be like, that guy's uniform is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. I wish I had that power. Yeah, I wish I had that power. Ah, don't you? You shot. You only have seven bullets. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh well, now I'm completely removed from the scene. Yeah, Uh, that gun doesn't reload like that. (laughs) Adam, did this movie have a lot of those moments? No, not really. Just like enough that I I couldn't keep them out of my mind. <laughs> I've, I've got to ask, whose uniforms were incorrect? Because I feel like if the Nazi uniforms are wrong, that's okay, because these guys feel like a splinter group of evil Nazis. Mm, mm. Well, all Nazis are evil. Uh, yeah, Evil-er evil Nazis. That uh, kind of comes with the territory. Yeah, uh, it's the, you know, the main officer, the one who is also a rapist? <laughs> yes. Uh, he... That seems so unnecessary, right? That just, <laughs> yeah, look, like, hey. I just feel like you don't need that scene in this movie. Like, he yeah. could just be oh, a creep Tom, and, like... they had to show you that he's a bad guy. We know he's a bad guy. He's a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, I know. His I uniform know. has a skull on it. <laughs> he's Theon Greyjoy's uncle. We knew he's bad news. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, damn, he is too. yeah. yeah. 
Ah, um, but yeah, his uh, uh, when that when she's taken off his outfit or whatever, I'm like, nah, nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> incorrect, <laughs> incorrect. Also, something I I genuinely it's something that I don't know if it was a inaccuracy or not, and I haven't looked it up, but I should look mm. it up because I'm curious now. But I don't think they had integrated units in World War Two, so I don't think, um, mm. uh, yeah, I don't think anyone was serving with anyone that was not their race. Yeah, oh, I, really. I, I kind of wondered about that as well. I'm like, I kind of liked that it never actually like came up. Like no one ever said. I didn't mind that either. Yeah. yeah. Um, part of me was like, oh, it's an, if it's an alternate history movie, then maybe that's part of the alternate history is that yeah. Look, hey, yeah. people weren't so racist on the, mm. in the Allied side. I, I, I chose to take it as uh, like Dev Patel playing David Copperfield in that the race of the... The movie is about Nazis making zombie vampire monsters yeah. in a lab that historical accuracy doesn't matter. <laughs> mm, absolutely. <laughs> I think when... Um, I forget the actor's name, but when the sergeant comes out and he's like... Like just in charge and no one's questioning it at that point I, I, almost immediately because that's in the beginning of the movie mm. almost immediately i was like all right look hey i'm not look i'm gonna get upset when someone shoots more bullets than they have <laughs> but this is not gonna bother me they've basically established from this point onwards don't fucking think about this yeah just, um, whatever just go the yeah. guy the guy who plays the sergeant in the movie adam you'll be pleased to know this is mike milligan mm. from fargo season two <gasps> that's Right! Oh my god, I was trying to... I knew his face! Oh. Just going to oh, imagine him Mike saying to the Nazis, you're not nice, you're just polite. Oh, what a, oh, he's so good. Can we go back? Can I recommend Spargo Season 2 instead? Can we watch that? Yes. Ah, oh, damn, he is so good. So, Adam, I wanted to ask, what? why ARMY? Like, why, what got you into loving ARMY to the point that you can say, oh, that's one less button than there should be or something like that? I'm a guy, you know? I like <laughs> Menly things. <laughs> menly. Menly, yeah. yeah. It's like manly, but even manly. Oh, <laughs> there's Butch and then there's Adam. That's how yeah. this <laughs> it makes me. It makes me feel tough. Yeah, okay. I like feeling tough so the bullies leave me alone. Side question, Adam. What's your yeah. favourite army movie? Ooh, I like uh, Jarhead because for one specific scene. There's a scene in Jarhead where they're all watching Apocalypse Now, um, the Ride, Rise of the Valkyries scene, hmm. and they're getting like amped. Like they're going to war and they're watching this to get amped up. And in that scene, the voiceover, uh, he's saying that there's no such thing as an ant. To someone who loves war, there is no such thing as an anti war movie. Uh, all because war is inherently good to someone who likes war, mm-hmm. and uh, that with this scene of them watching innocent Vietnamese uh, civilians getting gunned down and cheering, mm. and then it all really happened as well. You're like, I was, I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, there's no such thing as a bad war movie if you a, a, a anti war movie if you love war. Yep, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That yeah. hits close to home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that is powerful. Um and what I liked actually about this movie is is that its theme was likewise very powerful. Mm. I love that um that that officer you were saying it um earlier, that like one of his first lines was something like um Nazis are uh, are rotten sons of bitches, which is why we need to be just as rotten as them. Yes. Which just sets up the rest of the journey for our for our protagonists. I thought it was really awesome that basically you kind of had to be willing to be a bit of a piece of shit 
to succeed yeah. in this world. Yeah, but also there is the the fight against that by the protagonist in which mm. his job would be a lot easier if he didn't worry about Chloe. Mm. But that's the very humanity true. in him is uh, you know he puts his he puts himself and the guys at risk because they're willing to help her and and, and her brother. Yeah. So there is that fight against the theme, which I think good movies have. Mm. This movie really surprised me. I thought it was just going to be like. A pack of Nazi zombies <laughs> trying to kill them. Yeah. But it had like, I don't know, the characters were great. I genuinely got yeah. on board mm-hmm. most of those characters. And that's, if I was scared, it was probably only that usual fear you have in a good movie where you're afraid of what's going to happen mm. to characters that you like. Yeah. It's that, it's that for yeah. me, that the fear yeah. came from that first scene where the, the main guy goes into the um, base when he ends up accidentally inside the lab. The, the mm-hmm. tension and fear in that is, 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 bigger than anything else and then it's coupled with all the horrifying things he yes. sees in there yep. and when he goes when he walks up to that cell the first time and then you hear yep. something go on and he goes back a yep. second time you're like something's gonna jump up something's gonna jump yeah. up and look through that hole oh in the wall. yeah the, the worst f- bit's the woman whose head oh. is just yeah not yep. not attached to her body that's the just worst the, bit the yep. vocal cords on the spine yep. and she's saying um f- please in mm, french or yeah, thank you in yeah. french that's bad yeah yeah, yeah she's just, yes. over and over and over again oh it's bad it's bad. You know what I like about that is not only is it like horrific and gory and terrible, but it also shows how much destruction they can take. So then later on in the film, when people are literally just getting like ripped to mm. bits, you're like, well, yeah, if a head and a spine can survive, what does it matter if they lose other body parts? So it does really yeah. well in, in serving two purposes and just being really gross. Uh, yep. And the grossness was like, it was a pretty strong part of this. It obviously had like um, echoes of like the thing or something like that. Which is interesting because I didn't realize this, but um, what was his name? Um, Ford, uh, Corporal Ford, is Wyatt Russell, as in yep. Kurt Russell's son. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Oh, amazing. Yeah, oh. I just found that out today. It blew me away. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god. I thought he was Australian. I don't know why. He just He's looks got those surfer he vibes. Yeah. He looks like yeah. a Hemsworth. He reminds me of another Australian mm. who I, I don't remember. But was now that you movie. say it, I think love yeah, it. Yeah, in my yeah. mind, I can see the resemblance. I see that. Yeah. Mm. I what I loved mm. is this zombie movie had a grand total of like what on screen properly like four zombies. They make the enemy. Mm. They make the zombies feel so genuinely. Like, like they're a menace. They're such a powerful yes. enemy. Yeah, that only, like four is enough to to create destruction, mm. which is which is a flip of the usual zombie thing. Usually, you have a horde yes. of them. You can sort of, if you've got the right weapon, you can just tear them down. Where I liked that for this one. I mean, obviously the the flamethrower definitely helped, but beyond <laughs> yeah. that, they were near impossible to kill, which made them so much more terrifying. It's kind of like a video game where. You don't. You, you just get the boss level characters, yeah. the real threatening <laughs> yeah, ones who are yeah. so hard to get past. You don't get the horde, yeah. which and I think it made it way more effective. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Well, when the only time you see a horde is right at the end when he blows himself and that room full of maybe mm. ten, yeah, other zombies up. But I'll tell you what. The the other most like talking about like gross and fucked sequences. The sequence where they inject. The 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 dead oh, friend. What's his name? Yeah, the um, the photographer. Yeah, the mm. photographer, and he's like, I feel like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm great. Oh, I'm hot. Is it hot? Are you hot? And his body's just like yeah. weird, and he's thirsty, and like, then he just starts banging his head against the wall because yeah. he's got a headache, and then his like head and neck just break yeah, and st- oh, it's mm. fucking horrific. Yeah, that that crunch as mm. his neck. Oh my god. And for me, that's when I was like, I was watching that and I, I looked at my um, phone because I was streaming it from my phone. And I'm like, I bet that's the midpoint because 
basically the our main lead for to stick with our theme. Our lead has tried to be nice by giving him the injection, thinking he's saving him, and then he immediately has to actually learn his lesson of being cruel and being rotten, and then has to like bash his head in. Yeah, voice, voice, voice. Yeah, and then has to like bash his head in in the most horrific way, and where he just like yeah. can't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, powerful, powerful it's, stuff. Yeah, it's it's really it's really great. But even just like the little things, like when he has to rescue uh, Rosenfield, who's like I can't get captured mm. by the Nazis with the surname <laughs> like Rosenfield. <laughs> <laughs> When like he's taking that giant Oof. needle tube oh, yeah. out of him, and you're just yeah. like, oh no, no! Like, what's what is it? What mm. are they doing to him? He seems largely okay um, he enough does. to be like yeah. using a chain gun by himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a great sequence. That whole break into the thing and and you know raid yeah. the place is a cool sequence. This is a gun yeah. for two people. Fuck you. Can <laughs> 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 say yeah. my favorite uh, bit is at the end yeah. when Boyce comes out. To join them, and the little kid just put his arms in the air. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Fucking love that yeah. kid. I know. I like. Yeah, like you guys were saying earlier, the fact that they got Tibbet to be nice, and then you actually liked him by the end. Like the fact this movie also said, you know what? Here's a here's a helping of heart as well. Like, yeah. fucking mm. hell, I was very impressed. Yeah, I am shocked at how many characters made it. Speaking of the end, how many characters mm. made it to the end when they were in? I think it was when the the farm boy gets blown up by the mine. I was mentally, I was like, oh, that's right. Everyone's going to die except one of them. Yep. And no, no, like three or four of them survive. Yeah. yeah. I really like that because often you'll get a movie and it, your hero will survive. There's absolute carnage. Everyone else dies. And then it ends and it's supposed to be like, oh, well, he made it. But it's kind of mm. like, I, I always hate when movies do that because it's, I, I don't know. It's just like, you've got to think about the mental cost and the emotional cost mm. on the character after the credits are over. That's he's a lost really all great his point. friends. He's lost everyone. Yeah. So yeah. I always hate it when movies do like a cop-out just for cheap kills. Mm. I will say when I finished watching this, I went on Letterboxd to check out some reviews and one of the top ones is just like, yeah, it's cool, but not enough death. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you get it. Because you're right, you would expect... like, mm. I kind of thought maybe all of them would die, that mm. it was going to be like a suicide mission and I'm so glad they didn't. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think you're right, Carney. Like it's, it's more powerful in a, in a way because you actually have a complete victory of a sort where yeah you again it's that flipping it on its head but you don't normally get that yeah and like you say like seeing your buddy get torn to bits or, or blown up in some horrific way like even if you survive the day well so what like that is going to haunt you for the rest yeah. of your days yeah. like yeah. the cost the, there's still blood there like boyce has to kill um his mate yes. who he tries to help yeah. he beats him to death with the butt of a rifle <laughs> like he has to learn some pretty hard lessons yeah yeah and then you also one of the things i love about the ending in terms of like the theme of it all is talking about like the fact that the war is just an awful, bloody mess. Like, mm. it's not clean. It's not nice. People are doing terrible things. You've got to be rotten. And, you know, they do this whole thing. You get that bit where the, the general's talking to him and he's like, so was there anything down there? And he's like, no, there wasn't. Mm. Because he's not an idiot and he knows that if he tells the Americans there was a lab full of super soldiers, they'll go looking for him. Yep. But also, I like that then he comes out and Tibbetts is like, so what are they doing? They're sending us somewhere else? Like, we don't get to go yeah. home? It's like, no, <laughs> no, you don't, because this is yeah. war. You are, you have to do the rest of World War Two. actually. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's just getting started, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You just, it's, it's June, to, it, there's a year to go. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Adam said he, he wasn't all that scared. Sean and Tom, would you say this movie scared you? No, not mm. particularly. Um, I, I got... I was way too entertained. I got really yeah, into it. Yeah, that's a great call. And, yeah, um, yeah. The action and the characters and all of that. Yeah, the, I mean, I I was a little scared by the, the woman I mentioned mm-hmm. before, the, the head and the all that, but 
yeah, it doesn't really rate up there with the scariest things we've watched. It was it was a lot more fun yeah. than that. Yeah. Yeah, it falls into the Doctor Sleep Ready or Not territories. Mm. There's occasional scares and dread and tension, but not enough. Like, it's not a descent or 20 minutes of ghost stories. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's enjoyable. Yes. Yeah. Tom, and also none of that at the expense of story and character mm. development. No, which I thought was mm. Which surprised me and I fucking yeah. loved. Oh, yeah. Really, yeah. really well done. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just a really well-made yeah. film. Yeah. Like it's just good, and I'm assuming a lot of I mean I don't know, but I feel, it feels like a lot of the gross stuff is practical, mm. which I think lends an authenticity to it. Like those gross sacks of goo, and he opens it up, and that guy's like, yeah. "Kill me!" And you're like, "Oh no, <laughs> don't open the goo sack." Yeah, I read that a lot of it they they did as much practical stuff as they could. Yeah, and did did you read why they yeah. did that? Uh, no, what did they say? Well, part of it's obvious because it, it looks awesome, but they also wanted the reactions of the actors to be as authentic as possible. Oh, so, like, if this is literally gross in front of them, they're going to act like it's really gross. Yeah. If they're they're going to open a goose sack. Let's make them actually open a goose sack. I thought it would probably be a money decision as well. Yuck. Like, I obviously mm. a fair, like a bit of money's gone into this, but it doesn't strike me as being like a a big budget movie. I think they've used mm. the money really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I agree with that. All right. Well, did our characters act wisely or foolishly? Uh, I think for the most part, they acted kind of foolishly, but not like not unreasonably. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm curious, Adam, as someone who who does love army, uh, how does it? How do mm-hmm. their responses to to being in an army in a war zone relate to other movies you've seen and how other people have reacted? Like, was it just on par? It felt definitely very exaggerated. Yeah. Um, not to say it was unreal or anything like that, but 
like the the classic tropes of like we're outnumbered, mm. uh, but one guy who's in charge is like, but we got to get the job done no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sort of stuff is pr- pretty stock standard, pretty classic. Mm. Um, mm. I hardly agree. I hardly disagreed with the uh, explosive experts' assessment of that building. I think it would have been much easier to blow up from the inside than the outside. But look, hey, I guess if he's the expert. Yes. Yeah, that seemed dumb. Um, and another thing I guess I, I was thinking about, Mike, I'd, li- I'd like the line how Boyce was saying, like, you know, what, it was two months ago or however long he was mowing his yeah. lawn when a letter came telling him he was... Yeah. And that's, like, I imagine fairly true that literally these people are so unprepared. Like, who could? how could anyone ever be prepared for this situation? Like, even just war zones, let alone Nazi you know, uh, zombies and fluid sacks and all sorts of awful things. But how could anyone be prepared, let alone in like two months or whatever they mm. have, how much training they fucking had? So I guess in that that way they did all right. Look, I think in all honesty, it actually might have been closer to a year or two years. But okay, uh, okay. look, hey, I, I actually don't know. I don't know for a fact. Maybe they're correct mm. there. <laughs> I love army, I- but do I always know army? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think one of the things that... that- for me, they they act wisely eventually. Yeah, because mm. I think it's a case of they're all preoccupied with the mission, or they're all preoccupied with something else. So for Boyce, it's about being safe and looking after everybody. For Tibbets, it's about you know getting the fuck mm. out of there. For Chase, who just doesn't want to be involved in the combat side of things at all, and then for Explosion Boy, he's like, no, we're going to blow it up this way. It's the only way. So all the mistakes they make are because of character flaws yeah. that they have to overcome. And I think eventually, in the sort of final moments of the film they do start acting yeah. wisely, as, mm. I, I guess. Yeah. It, it feels like they start acting wisely, like for, you know, Boyce to shoot the the, the gas canisters mm. and to inject himself so he can fight better. Like, they start making better choices yeah, later in yeah. the movie. Yeah. But they make some mistakes early on. True. There's a, there's a very big mistake, I think, when they send just one guy upstairs to um yeah yes to, to deal yeah. with the the main bag yeah guy. Like, yes fuck yeah. man yeah. and send the worst <laughs> yeah. guy yes too. let's be real let's that was be real infuriating yeah. when the guy doesn't move and he's like going to pick him up or whatever i'm like no no you idiot yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Kick dumb him. shit <laughs> also there was some bad decisions from the bad guys as well mm. like um mm. Who knew Nazis were dumb cunts? <laughs> um, it's when you know when the the soldiers creep a little bit up the stairs and they just see the kids standing up there and they go, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just yeah. the brother. It's like, why right. don't you check the whole fucking room, idiots? Bad at yeah. your job. And main bad guy choosing to inject himself. Like, did he do it like three times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy when they're doing tests that so far have not really worked out and he just decides <laughs> to fucking do like three of them. I, oh. I, have a, I have a question about him. I must have like looked away for a moment. What happens to his face that fucks it up so badly? He got shot. Ford yeah. shot him. Yeah, Ford like that. Ah, uh, he does get shot. I thought yeah. like I saw the shot but I didn't know it was as bad as what it was until he takes the injection mm. and then you realise just just mm. a hole in his entire face. And he yeah. he did look awesome afterwards. I was like, mm. oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's that pretty good. really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, briefly revisiting uh, the, the Nazis not checking the attic properly. Mm. Holy fucking cow. Ima- All right, you're... You're a Nazi soldier or whatever. It's D-Day. You hear, You have reason to believe that something might be going on in a building. Check the damn building, you idiot. Yeah. Those two, they lost the war. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well actually, they fucking did, didn't they? They really did. 
that's great. And thank God they did. Yeah. <laughs> Heroes in their own way. <laughs> well, my favourite part of them acting wisely in that I thought it was awesome and badass was uh, when they had the grenade in the mouth with the duct tape over the front of yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the only way they can get him to communicate is to rip the duct tape off, which, of course, then means they're going to pull the pin from the grenade. I thought, oh, that was that was delightful. And it ramps it up because it looks like he's uncooperative because he's shaking his head and he's trying because he can't... He's, you know, they, they clearly see something's fucking weirds going right. on, but they're like, mm. why is he gagged? We don't know. And he's fighting them, so he just looks like an insane fuckhead. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, very well done. Very good. It was very good. Um, And then... Something that I thought was unwise, just in the terms of the story, was it felt very wasted, the plot point of having the infected auntie in the other room. Yeah. I thought for sure she was going to come out and cause some chaos at some point, and she literally never did. I don't really... I like, I saw her as a ticking bomb waiting yeah. to happen, and then it just fizzled out, and like, yeah. they shot her at some I point. think it's just to show that they're doing awful things. Yeah, but I feel like you, they should have used that. For a horror movie, you've got this growling auntie in the other room. She's got to bust out and be gross at some it's point. It's a waste. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you're right. That feels heaps to me like something that hit the cutting room floor. Oh, yeah, okay. That yeah, what actually sense. happened to her? Yeah, because she's never mentioned again, is she? So, well, no, we, we see... So, basically, they're, when they're leaving the place... He says to two of his guys, go take care of the Arnie. And then from the outside, we see mm. a flash of gunfire in the window. So they literally just shoot her and then that's it. Which again, if she's mm. part zombie, that shouldn't do anything anyway. Like, See, that would have been yeah. so cool if in that sequence, you just saw those two Nazis go flying out the window. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I want to see crazy Arnie. Like, take on the Nazis. <laughs> All right. Well, then, here's our scenario. So we've got to talk about how we would deal in this, in this situation. So I guess the four of us are paratroopers. On D-Day, falling into Nazi-infested France. I hate it already. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. I'll tell you what, Adam is definitely Kurt Russell's son. Yes, absolutely. I get to light a fucking C4 debt cord. That's not how debt cord works. (laughs) We're in the right hands, boys. Yeah, because I don't even know what some of those words are. You know what? We didn't even have to worry about us not acting wisely. We've got Adam. (laughs) Except I think that Adam is so well trained that he sees three lackeys and he's like, I'm just Uh, getting rid of you. You're dead. This is why I love war movies. (laughs) Yes, tell me I'm a man. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the approval I seek. Yes. Let's let's fucking knock over some Nazis. Take that... Uh, what did they have? Meth or whatever? Yes. Nazis were issued meth in <laughs> yeah, World War II. Yeah. Give us some of that meth, then we'll take on the <laughs> f- fucking. What were we doing? <laughs> <laughs> See, here's my concern: is that having Adam as our leader is that meth-addled Adam will just get furious <laughs> that Tom's like lapel isn't correct. That's not army, <laughs> and just rip Tom's head off. Tom, it's going to be the end where Tom and I are on either sides of the gate, and the gate's locked, and Tom's like. I gotta leave you, don't I? Because you've got the the thing in you, and I'm yeah. like, meth? Yeah, no, <laughs> open the gate. It's just, yeah, no. In, in this version of it, we're not breaking into a zombie laboratory. It's just a huge <laughs> Nazi meth lab, <laughs> which Adam seems very invested in for a reason. Like, you got that poison in you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, oh man, I could do so many things right now. <laughs> You're right, Tom. We can't blow up this lab. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? We, <laughs> no. What? We gotta keep cooking, man. <laughs> 
Uh, we don't blow up the radio tower. You just cut the wire and then just just take all the men. <laughs> we then run through the villages of France in as in the lead up to D Day, just dealing. We basically become Robin Hood of of World War Two, but we're stealing meth mm. from Nazi bases and giving it to crazy poor French people, and we're all just meth. Wait, no, none of us are on the meth. It's just Adam. Adam's the Walter White of this operation. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> I actually like this setup because. Generally, Adam knows Army and the three of us know nothing. So we are those new recruits who are just very... Un- like, us being genuinely unprepared in real life serves us for the characters in this movie because they were fairly Oh, yeah, I'm holding my gun backwards. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm walking along telling you about the book I'm writing about this war oh, we're fighting and then I explode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I actually like that because the that guy was like... Straight away, he was too nice. Like, as soon as he mm. was really friendly and kind of had a big smile, you're like, oh, you're you're about to die because that's mm-hmm. this premise. So, yeah. I'm a bit concerned that that will be too... Well, that maybe I will be too nice and try to be, like, lifting everyone's spirits and then that means I will die very quickly. Yeah, maybe you're book guy. I think I might be book maybe guy. Maybe you're book guy. Maybe after the dust settles from the landmine, we just see, like, your hand holding onto your book and we just <laughs> take it with us. <laughs> Well, that's nice, tell, I guess. Tell you what, <laughs> in that scene where they're torturing the Nazi, I reckon I could have got that Nazi to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's that would have been a, a big difference. Okay. He would have he would have spilled these guts for me, figuratively and literally. So, are you saying you would do it through torture? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm following to... that guy beat. The guy in the movie, I'm following his steps beat for beat, except right at the end where I'm like, no, I'm not going to die. What? <laughs> I'm hooked on meth. <laughs> I'm, I have a reason to live now. Meth. <laughs> All right. Well, short and tough, how do, you, how do you think the two of you would do? What, what would your game plan be if like, you, Sean Carney, and you, Tom Reed, yeah. were thrown into this situation? Oh, follow Adam, for sure. <laughs> okay, great. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm concerned, though, by meth Adam. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm... As soon as Chloe, you should be. As soon as Chloe runs through the field, I think Adam will just like freak out, bang, and she's dead. Yes. <laughs> uh, absolutely, I'm going to get us all killed. Don't follow me. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm we have to. Yeah, he wants I think we have to kill our leader. <laughs> we're going from we're going from like meth base to meth base, and Adam's slowly becoming more and more unhinged as we go along. And Sean and I are like, fuck. This is this is not how I thought this was. What are you guys whispering about? Oh, nothing. Uh, just how much we love nothing. Yeah, no, we're, just reading, we're just reading Damo's book. It's real good. Yep. Yeah, just, just reading Damo's book. Oh, I've already read it 15 times. <laughs> Here's also my concern. Tob, let's say your voice. You go underground. You bring back a needle full of Nazi zombie juice. Adam sees it thinking, oh, that's more meth, and immediately ejects it into himself. Is this red meth? Oh, my God. No, no, no. It turned people really gross and weird. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like meth. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, meth. I know meth. (laughs) Like their mouths were all fucked and there was like skin flaking off. Yeah, that's just meth. Yes. They were in sacks, these weird pod sacks. Yeah, meth. (laughs) That's how they grow the meth. In fact, none of that is if if it is real. It's all just Adam's meth-addled brain (laughs) making it up. It's literally, yeah, the the base is literally like a little bit of meth and like four Nazis overlooking like a radio shack and that is it. But Adam's like concocted this like insane world thing and Sean and I just like, oh man, we've got to let him, he's got to. 
got to believe it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're Nazi zombies, man. <laughs> Can I say, I love how many times we've said the word meth in our review of Overlord. <laughs> A movie that features zero meth. <laughs> no. <laughs> no meth in the movie whatsoever. Well, I don't know. Is is the is the zombie juice like this the substitute yeah, it's for meth? Nazi I, meth. Sure. <laughs> I love as well that I was like, yeah, Nazis had all of their soldiers had meth, and all three of you are like, Adam must be right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that feels okay. right. That feels correct. <laughs> that they absolutely gave their soldiers meth to make them yeah. awake. Well, I actually feel pretty yeah. good about our. Well, not my chances because I clearly yeah, you're dead. Yeah, quite that early. Sucks. But for the yeah. two of you, I think you just need to wait out Adam's meth high while he charges into this radio shack and kills four Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get to be like, yay, we won army. We did it. <laughs> one army. And then we're just on edge for the rest of the war that our commanding officer is going to snap and kill us. <laughs> yeah. Well, Adam, you've, you've clearly been a very big benefit to, uh, to this hypothetical. I'm, I'm very happy about that. <laughs> and that is all the Skeddy Talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. I've been Adam. And if you Skeddy listeners have any comments or would like to say hi, you can email us at 3 boys at gmail.com or you can find us on on Twitter at Skeddy Boys or individually I'm at Midday Pajamas I'm at Carney from 55 I'm at Awkward Trade I'm at Retro Archetype and Adam very big thanks for, for suggesting this movie and for coming on the show today it's been a lot of fun right back at you stay scared everyone <laughs>